Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm so excited today because I get to visit with my very good friend, Dr. Lori Shemek. And she wrote this great book a couple years ago, Fat Flammation. You can find it on Amazon. But today we're going to talk about the contents of her new book, which is available on Kindle. And it's the Beginner's Guide to Intermittent Fasting. Now, there is so much stuff all over the internet about the do's and don'ts and what it looks like and what you should do. But I really am excited to talk to Lori because she has her PhD. She's been doing this for many, many years. She's a best-selling author in this industry. And so she's really credible in her advice. And she also coaches people, you know, through their weight loss process. So she gets the big picture, which is why she's on the show today. The, the book is called The Beginner's Guide to Intermittent Fasting. You can find it on Amazon, on Kindle, and it's a quick read. And I really like that because so many of us don't read today anymore. We skim and we're also really busy. So uh, Dr. Lori, I'm so excited to have you back. I love our shows. Hi, Sandra. Hello to everybody. It's great to be back. I love uh, connecting with you and your listeners always. Well, we always have so much to talk about. and I know this, it. This diet industry and the weight loss industry, it is constantly changing and evolving. And boy, you can't swing a dead cat around a magazine, a book, a podcast, and not hear about intermittent fasting. Oh, it's so true. And there's a reason for that. And uh, that is because the research is pouring in. The last five years in particular, we've had uh, an overflow essentially of really quality research showing that intermittent fasting, which is simply an eating pattern, um, or some refer to it as, um, you know, alternate day feeding or uh, 16-8, but I can get into that in, the, in a little bit. But it's really just an eating pattern that cycles between periods of fasting and eating, and that's it. And so it, you don't, it doesn't specify which types of foods you should eat, which is a really good thing, because a lot of people think you have to, like, not eat and do keto, right? But that's right. not it at all. It's um, more about um, the, the time that you eat, the timing of when you eat. And um, it's not a diet in the conventional sense, but it's more about a way of eating, really an eating pattern. Well, and it makes sense because, you know, you look at like, like, you know, I grow a lot of my own food. I grow all my own herbs mm -hmm. and I love to grow my own tomatoes. You know, I have a couple acres out here in Southern California, so it's, it's prime, you know, to grow. Oh, beautiful. And I noticed that like, you know, my plants don't grow all the time. And, you know, at night you can see them. They like, you know, they turn their heads like my sunflowers and a couple of my plants turn their heads towards the sun and they follow across the sky. And then like they lay, like, lay their leaves down and they literally, I think they go to sleep, like they rest. Mm -hmm. And you don't feed your plants all the time. You don't water your plants all the time or it kills them. You know, you, it's like everything in moderation and there seems to be a rhythm to life. 
And that's what this intermittent fasting makes me think of. It's like there's a rhythm to our bodies. That is very astute of you and, and absolutely correct. There is a cycle to life, and research is showing that everything we do, there's a cycle to and a rhythm, as you mentioned. And even, um, you know, how you hear a lot now about people saying, get up at 4 a.m., that's the prime time to start, you know, your day. <laughs> and uh, But there are some people that it's not good for them to do that, yes. right? Because that's not their rhythm, their natural rhythm. But aside from that, um, yes, it is it's a really great way to, um, you, you know, you split your, your day into certain meals or you just eat one meal a day. There's something called the 16-8 method, which is the most popular, which means simply that, um, you know, you say you eat at, uh, you, you, your last meal is say um, at seven o'clock, right? Mm -hmm. So let, let's start with 12, 12 and 12. So you, your last meal is eight o'clock, then your next meal is eight in the morning. That's how easy that is. You get a lot of benefits by fasting a minimum of 12 hours. And so that's okay. So 16, eight, it means simply that you are going to fast for 16 hours and eat for eight. That's all that is. So what I like to tell people to do is to really think about what works for them. Going back to that, you know, natural rhythm that you have. Some people are, it's very easy for them to skip breakfast. Some people would rather skip dinner, right? So the one thing about um, skipping breakfast and dinner, perhaps, uh, is that you fast, your, most of your fasting is done eight hours while you're asleep. Right. Okay. So if you, you stop eating at eight and you, you know, you're pretty much fasting until you're ready to eat again. So that's the easiest way to do it. A lot of people, again, like to skip their dinner and then eat breakfast. So as long as you're fasting a minimum of 12 hours, now it's really important to, um, make you know to make sure that you're eating enough when you eat a lot of people if they're not eating enough they're not going to really uh their blood sugar may be too low but that's not often the case because most people are very food focused when they when they first start intermittent fasting so that's a really important point um and then just i forgot to mention that there are a couple other uh, ways of intermittent fasting. So we did the 12-12, the 16-8, and then there's the eat, stop, and eat. And this involves fasting for 24 hours, okay? Um, and you do it just once or twice a week. Some people eat once a day. That's it. So they call it OMAD, one meal a day. And then um, you have a, another type of intermittent fasting called the 5-2, which simply means that you consume 500 to 600 calories on two non-consecutive days. And so what all of this is doing is it, on a cellular level, is changing your health. It's changing your weight. It's changing your brain health. It's reversing inflammation in your body. And the list goes on and on. You, you know, it's, it, you have heard of human growth hormone and you know how important that is to keep us young and promote longevity and promote muscle growth, um, just to name a few, fat loss. Um, it skyrockets when you stop eating. 
Dr. Shamick, now is a good time to thank our sponsor, and our sponsor today is Audible. And Audible is spelled A-U-D-I-B-L-E, and it's the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs. You can get news, coaching, business, self-development. There's so much stuff on there. And each month, members get one credit to pick a title, plus two Audible originals from their monthly selection. And they get access to the Daily News Digest, and that can be the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, the New York Times, and they have some guided meditation programs. Now, I'm listening to Why We Sleep Right Now, Unlocking the Power of Sleep and Dreams by Dr. Matthew Walker. And when I listen to this, I listen across devices without losing my spot. Now, what that means is I can go from tablet to phone to iPad to my computer, and I never lose my spot. It picks up right where where I was. And you can download titles and listen offline anytime, anywhere. The app is free, and it can be installed, like I said, on all those different devices. And if you can't decide what to listen to, don't worry, you can keep your credits up to a year and use them to binge on a whole series if you like. So when um, when I joined Audible years and years ago, it was because my kids were small and I needed something to listen to that wasn't mind-numbing like the Wiggles or, or you know, Dora. And I could listen to this while my kids were doing things. I could listen while I did my laundry, while I was cooking, while I was cleaning, you know, the million things that we do as moms. So if you need a brain break, if you need time away from the screen and someone just telling you a story for once, visit audible.com slash military mom or text military mom to 500 500. That's audible.com slash military mom. And you can also text military mom to 500 500. Um, Lori, you were talking about the magic. Where do we find the magic? So all the magic happens when you stop eating and uh, something called autophagy occurs and that means simply cellular house cleaning because our cells are constantly going through the machinations of uh, promoting or protecting our cells Uh, mitochondria are creating ATP energy for the cell for our bodies and in all of these different um, um, I guess uh, trying to think of the word, but in all of these different types of cellular functions, there is inflammation, there's debris, there are old cells that are not really dead yet, they're called senescent cells, but they're still giving off inflammatory signals. And this is not healthy at all. So the latest research is showing that uh, one of the targets of anti-aging and longevity and optimal health is to get rid of these senescent cells. And it's looking like the nutrient quercetin is a, is a big driver in this and intermittent fasting because, again, it goes back to autophagy. So autophagy is simply cellular house cleaning. We're getting rid of all the old junk and the old debris within the cell that uh, the cell then just uh, reconfigures all that old junk into new better parts right? right and that is optimizing our health it's helping us lose weight we have cellular repair going on which is the autophagy uh, you know really important for everyone to have this autophagy and it happens with exercise but it's at an even greater amount when you fast and particularly if you're fasting uh, 14 hours or more 18 hours is a really great place to be in so that would be um, having your lunch say at one o'clock 
in, in the afternoon uh, and not eating breakfast, right? Having your dinner, if my math is correct, um, at 7 o'clock and fasting until 1 the next day. But, you know, it's really easy to do once you stop becoming so food focused because we are taught that um, three meals, six meals a day is it. That's we need it. We need it to keep our energy up. We need it to boost our metabolism. And we now know that that is completely not true. With the latest research, you know, as time goes on, we get better and better quality research. Uh, it's showing that eating a lot is keeping insulin high. And we don't want that. In, the lower your insulin is, the healthier you are. And that is why intermittent fasting is so good for you. It's really, truly, if you want to keep uh, inflammation low in your body, um, and I have to say that inflammation is the core underlying cause of most illness, disease, faster aging, and weight gain. Well, and I so if you think, want to keep... Laurie, you know, I look at all mm -hmm. these things that you're talking about, and I think about growing up, and I was in an immigrant family, and my family was German and Polish, and my mom, you know, they all had, other than my mom's cancer, my relatives have really longevity, like my grandma lived to 102, I mean, really long, Oh, wow, long. yeah. And I know some of it's the genes, but when you were talking, I'm thinking, wow, it's like my mom had dinner on the table for us at five o'clock. And that was once dinner was over, like by six o'clock, the kitchen was closed. And then she would put breakfast on the table, like seven thirty, eight o'clock before we went to school. You know, we had to be to school by eight thirty, and we didn't have lunch and school. Look at that. 12. And I'm like, yeah, that is, and she was like, you know, no snacks in between. I mean, if we had swim practice or something like that, she might send us with some, you know, like fruit or, um, you know, something mm -hmm. to, you know, cause we're growing kids, but that is just an, an, like a, a typical family scenario. And if you're getting your eight hours, like one of the things I'm, I'm wondering is, you know, you mentioned sleep as a role in this. Mm -hmm. If you're getting enough sleep, you know, many of us are sleep deprived. I know I was for many years, especially as a single mom with two little kids. Um, but now I'm getting my full eight. You know, I watch my Fitbit, Lori, and my smartphone. And I look at, you know, if I haven't gotten enough sleep and I'm still tired, like I'll either stay in bed or I'll take a nap that afternoon. And when you do that, you knocked out, like if you sleep eight to nine hours a day, you've knocked out like most of your 12. Yeah, totally. And it's, and it's, it's 100%. And it, and you mentioned the genes when you do intermittent fasting, you, uh, you actually encourage more FOXO3 activity, which is the, the longevity gene and people who don't even carry this gene can turn it on. It's wow. like a genetic switch. You flip this, this metabolic switch and genetic switch when you do this. It's really unbelievably amazing tool and it's free and it saves you money because you're not eating as much. So yeah. And uh, so the mental and social aspect of intermittent fasting, because my, my son who, my son, Max, you know, the six foot six one, he lost 51 pounds and he lost 51 pounds of fat because as he got 
you know, he's gone through his growth spurt. He got bigger and bigger, bigger. And he was doing the typical teen diet, you know, pizza, cheeseburgers, snacks after school, you know, all these things that, you know, you can't control mm-hmm. and they have to make their own choices. Well, he got really mm-hmm. big. He got up to like 240 pounds, which even at six, five was still too big for him. And it wasn't 245 pounds of muscle. And right, right. It got to the point where he last year, he didn't want to go to the pool party at our friend's house. And I said, you know, why don't you go? It's all your friends are there. And he goes, mom, I don't want to take off my shirt. Oh, yeah. So, you know, he and his little friend that he's been friends with since fourth grade, she was kind of a little chubby too. They decided Mm -hmm. to change and he, he did, he started, you know, he read your book. He, you know, did all this research and he was doing his intermittent fasting. And he said, mom, I feel so good. Like I can concentrate. And, but the hard thing was the social aspect for him of everybody's going out bowling and then they go out for pizza after. And, you know, the teenage um, diet isn't great on a good day, but neither is the schedule. And then you have, you know, events at school and everything is food related. And how do you, how do you talk to yourself or somebody in your family who is, doing this for their own health and yet there's social things and then there's social pressures people saying like i saw it in my own family my dad's like oh you can have a little bit it won't matter and mm-hmm. you know there's there's that social rejection if you're not eating with us you're rejecting us and i and i didn't see that until my son started on his weight loss journey yes i have a podcast called this podcast burns fat and i totally understand what you mean he i had one of the guests i had on um he has a a slogan called italian goes keto right Mm. and so he comes from a traditional italian family nani and papa and she makes homemade pasta Mm -hmm. and the whole every sunday and they they get enmeshed yep yeah and they get enmeshed in this food culture, which is lovely, but the food isn't so healthy for you. So he decided to change, and his grandmother could not take She was totally hurt. She said, I don't understand. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> right? And so, you know, he had to explain to her the health benefits that he's doing. And uh, so essentially what you have to do is I tell people all the time you have to create what in your life what will work for you if he couldn't have handled his grandmother's um, unhappiness with his choices then he may have gone back to the Italian way of eating right every Sunday Um, but the the point is is that when you um, have a family and you're under a lot of stress don't do intermittent fasting okay unless you're going to going to intermittent fast when they're not around. So that means that if um, now we all want to have dinner with our family, ideally, that would be the best ideal scenario. Um, But, you know, maybe skip breakfast, right? And have dinner with them. That would be a good one. Um, If you have breakfast with them and, and they're not around for dinner, that would be another one. But really, you, you know, it's a, it's a stress on the body. And when I say stress, it's like a, it's what they call a hormetic stress meaning that you're not really stressing the body out. It's just a beneficial stress. So when you add, um, when you 
push the body a little bit, it creates better hormones for you, better muscle mass. Everything changes for you because of that stressor. And the same is true of antioxidants and polyphenols. These are tiny little stressors to the body, to our cells, that promote better cellular health. And, um, and so the same is true of intermittent fasting. So, you know, when I say stress, I don't mean you're stressed out and there's cortisol being increased. But what I'm saying is, you know, you want to really make sure that you're not, you know, if you're, if you have a, a busy life, intermittent fasting is, takes a lot of discipline to do. Well, not a lot, but it takes the discipline 12, initially. I think, you know, with yeah. your family, like I'm, I'm going to work on that because I had that aha moment. You know, there is no reason, mm-hmm. you know, Dr. Lori, that I cannot feed the family. And, you know, if my kids have sports, they can take their food with them. I mean, that happens anyway. But if we, if we have that, you know, five o'clock dinner time and then, you know, breakfast doesn't come out until whenever. And actually I send my kids to school with shakes now because our school starts at 7.15 and that's just a little crazy and my kids don't want to eat that. Right. So I bought these insulated, you know, shaker things and, you Mm -hmm. know, I make them a banana smoothie with protein powder, something in the morning that they can take with them. But I also think it's got to be a whole family affair and right. Gently saying, look, I'm trying to do this for myself. And, you know, cause right. I had to do that with my dad. He kept bringing in bags of chips and bags of, you know, and everything we loved. Cause he's like, well, but it's fun and I love it. And we love it. And we love to eat in our family. And I'm like, dad, we don't, <laughs> you know, like, and you don't want to hurt yeah. people's feelings, but no. this is where like, I'll be honest, my son was better at this than I was. Like, I was like, oh, come on, dad. Then he'd make me a little bowl and bring it in my office. Or literally I'd be sitting in another room and he'd bring me a bowl and then put it down. And his intentions <laughs> were right. But it's like the Italian grandmother. <laughs> yes. And I didn't have the heart to yeah. tell my dad no. So I would like throw it out. I would hide it. I would whatever. And then right. my son, Max, at 15 years old, goes, Grandpa, look, you're getting in the way of what I'm trying to do. I love you, but I need to do this for me. And I need you to get in line. <laughs> and, you know, my, my child could do something I couldn't do and, you know, to take care of my dad. And you know what? My dad backed right off. He stopped buying it. And I'm like, you know, well, look at that. And that's the thing, you know, with now it's different for teenagers, okay, because there's a lot of peer pressure. So if he's yes. going to a social event, you know, it's it's hard for him. So he needs to figure out when he's gonna fast. Yeah. And, you know, he doesn't he doesn't have to really um fast during those times. He could fast, you know, in the morning. He could skip sure. breakfast. And then go have fun. And like we said in the beginning, like I mentioned, it's not about the type of food you eat, although I, I would prefer it to be an optimal health diet. Um, it's the fasting in and of itself helps people uh, uh, powerfully lose weight right yeah. away because um, you're eating fewer meals, right? You're taking in less energy. And, um, and so it also produces changes in hormone levels that facilitate weight loss as well. So there's been research out showing that it, people have eaten really horrible diets, junk food diets, and they've still lost weight uh, doing intermittent fasting. And I'm not promoting right right do not recommend that oh that sounds terrible right but think about how healthy one could be eating an optimally health diet an optimal health diet 
and intermittent fasting. So, you know, it's, you do negate some of the effects of intermittent fasting when you eat junk food, because if you think about it, you know, you're bumping up your blood sugar, you're causing inflammation, and fasting does bring that down. But just think about how great it could be if you were just, uh, you know, um, eating a better diet. Right. Well, and I think, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, because you, you knew me in my, my hamburger and 430 Diet Coke, mm-hmm. not even Diet Coke, you know, I'm not dissing them, but, you know, those years, that was like my crutch, my go-to, my, my meditation, my calm down moment in the midst of chaos. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens to a lot of us, it, you know, at least from my experience, is that other things in our lives are out of whack. So it kind of causes everything to go out of whack. Like, you know, my sleeping was crazy. So I had, you know, all these weird, you know, food cravings. And then I was Mm -hmm. not doing the proper things to de-stress myself. Like now I go to the gym. Now I take a walk. Now I put on music and dance, you know, before I would reach for some food to comfort me and it would work. It just for about five minutes. Yeah. In the long run. Well, intermittent fasting helps take away those cravings. Once you you come to the conclusion that you are not starving, and it's so funny because when people, if you know, I'll tell them, okay, start off slowly. You know, delay your breakfast. This is how I recommend people do it: is you delay your breakfast by one hour, and and when that's all good and under your belt, and you feel good about it, then you delay it another hour right? Your breakfast. And so it works beautifully because people get used to it. It's much better to know and understand what you're doing before you jump into it. Because a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll say, you know, I did intermittent fasting and I didn't like it at all. I did not like it. I was hungry. And really the, the real way promotes no hunger because your body becomes satiated very easily. It tamps down on the hunger hormone ghrelin. I mean, the the benefits are amazing. You think about it. You think weight, you get weight loss. um, You create better insulin sensitivity, which is fantastic for people who have type 2 diabetes. Um, You uh, reverse inflammation. You promote better heart health, um, protect against cancer, and uh, promote better brain health. It's anti-aging. You know, you increase your lifespan and your health span. So um, those are all just really great benefits of intermittent fasting. Well, and I love your gentle method. You know, it's like when my kids are going back to school, you know, they're, they're night owls in the summer. Mm-hmm. I, they start going to bed at like three in the morning and they have a ball, Lori. They're out in the pool swimming in the dark, you know, How doing fun. Yeah. Balls, you know, and jumping and having a good great memories day. for them. Good yeah. Memories. But about a month before school starts, I start saying, okay, come on, I need you guys in bed by two. Now, come on, I need you guys in bed by one. Come on, I need you guys in bed by 12. Oh my gosh, you're such a good mother. Well, <laughs> a fun mother. My mother had us in bed at seven. Well, <laughs> you know funny. what? Okay, this is like secret sneaky mom trick. Um, since my kids are older and they're, you know, they don't need to be watched every minute of the day. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yet they're not old enough that one of them's old enough now, but the other one's not old enough. I guess this, this year they're old enough to stay by themselves. So my trick was to let them stay up all night and watch movies and, you know, play video games and, and run around. And plus we didn't have to put sunscreen on and go in the pool and have a good time. Then they would sleep till one o'clock. Well, Lori, I would get up at six o'clock by one o'clock. My work day was over. So I didn't have to pay for childcare because they were upstairs asleep in bed. Oh. Oh, how perfect. You know, so bright. It works. So brilliant. Yeah, you're brilliant. But I think, you know, one of the things is like when you're making these changes, and you taught me this because we did remember that like change a week, like I made that list of changes. Right. Exactly. Yes. New change. And now, like you will die. I have not had a diet soda in months. You know, this is the. That is amazing. Every day, like a crutch. I know. 30. And it, I'll be honest, it, it, it didn't go away overnight. It probably took me a year to get that under control because it was habit, mm-hmm. not anything else. It is a habit. Most addictions are habit related. That's a lo- very large part of addiction is the habit part of it. And uh, I had a client one time that she had an addiction to chewing sugar-free gum. And she was quitting smoking at the same time. So, you know, we had her slowly ease off of the gum chewing. As many, she would chew like a whole huge pack a day. And um, yeah, and so we slowly got her off of it. And she she is now gum free. (laughs) Right. But yeah. But an addiction can be anything. Yeah, anything. Yes, it's true. So, but yeah, I think um, intermittent fasting is wonderful. It makes your life simpler. So, you know, you just, you know, um, I recommend that women start off slower than men. We're we're more fine, uh, finely tuned hormonally. So, um, meaning that our insulin sensitivity can become worse, um, but initially, but. If we keep it at 14 hours, roughly, to 16 hours, we are good to go. Men seem to be able to do it very well up to one meal a day, so every 24 hours. And But I recommend women don't do it that much. Yeah, well, I think we also have so much more on our plates as a general rule. Like I look at mm-hmm. my brother. I agree. My NASA brother was living with me for three months in between his assignments. And, you know, I would watch him and he would like, you know, get up, do what he needed to do for him, go to work, do what he needed to do, and then come home. And I'm like, hey, you know, the milk fairy didn't come today. Can you go to the store? Right. <laughs> you know, just That's like funny. that. I think it's just, we're just different. right. Yeah. So, how yeah. And, and- about- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, so yeah, that's one of the drawbacks. The other one is, you know, some people just like to eat, right? And that the last thing they want to think about is not eating. So, you know, it's, it, if, if you don't mind not eating, if you're maybe one of those people who thought that, um, you know, you really don't mind skipping breakfast uh, or dinner, either one, then this is a really good fit for you. But there are some people that go, uh-uh-uh, you know, this is uh, not my cup of tea. I, I could never, I, I mean, I honestly, personally would never think that I could go without breakfast. And, um, and I do. I don't even think about it. So it's what you said is right. Is the thinking it's like we think ourselves into these boxes 
you know, right. Exactly. I couldn't do that. I can't, Oh, I can't do that. You know, I've had to do all this weird stuff with the, the, you know, cancer tests that I'm going in and they're like, you can't eat for six hours. You can't do this. You can't do or that. 12. Or right. 12. You have yeah. to. Yeah. One of them, I can't even work out for like four days before, before they do it. And they're like, you know and I'm thinking? Oh my God, I can't do that. I work out every day. I do this. And then I'm like, well, that's dumb because who's in charge <laughs> of me, like me or these silly thoughts. Right, right. I love that. That's a really great way to change your perspective. Yeah, it's, you know, and it's like, we think about every single one of us has had to uh, do a 12 hour fast before a blood test, right? Um, So that's exactly what it is. It's just a 12 hour fast. And that's really, you don't even have to do it that way. You can uh, start off slower than that, really, if you want to even ease. Lou has done a 12 hour fast. Yeah, there you go. Right. Feeling good. You're laying in bed. You're not eating a bag of chips. You're not doing all this stuff. Maybe a sip, a little soup, but even then most likely, and then you're like, wow, I haven't eaten for like a whole day or two days. And guess what? You didn't die. And you lost weight. (laughs) Exactly. Oh yeah. But I do. I think there's there's a big mental, like winning the mental uh, aspect of weight loss. I think that's the biggest battle. At least it is for me is the mental game. Yeah, it is for everybody. It truly is. Um, It's, you know, food is, is delicious. And thank goodness it is. But we put so much focus on, on food and we end up letting food control us, not the other way around. In other words, we don't take we don't take charge of the food, right? We let those cookies and the candy and the carby stuff all, you know, uh, dictate what we're going to do with it, sure. and and we really own that power. So it's something to be aware of. Well, and you are a fixture in our house, Dr. Lori, whenever some sort of sweet oh. or snack comes in, because my kids tease me because I taught them, you know, how you taught me <laughs> you know, the one bite rule and then a two bite, see if you still really like it. And the other oh, right. <laughs> the three bite rule. Sent yeah. me little heart shaped truffle kind of thing. It was, you know, just a single serving. And I, I took one bite and then I'm, I thought about it. Then I took another bite and then I thought about it. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm <laughs> in tonight. I'm eat the, I gotta work. the whole thing in three bites. <laughs> yep. And then I keep eating it. And Max looks at me and goes, yeah, how's Dr. Lori's one bite work rule working for you, mom? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. But, but I mean, conscious choice to eat it versus a mindless choice. Like I would rather make a conscious choice than a mindless one any day. Yeah. Oh, same here. I think it's really important that we do that to optimize our health, our weight, make any, any changes in our life. It's always good to be, you know, more mindful and aware. Yeah. That's awesome. And know that we are in control, right? For a large part of what goes on. We are. All right. So check out Dr. Lori's book. Her last name is spelled S-H-E-M-E-K, Dr. Lori Shemek, The Beginner's Guide to Intermittent Fasting. Even if you've done intermittent fasting and it hasn't been successful for you, I would suggest you get this guide. It's very, uh, it's, it's not really a long read, Lori. How many pages is it? 27. And it gets Love you, that. you get up and going right away. It tells you, it keeps you from doing the wrong things. And that's really key because a lot of people say it doesn't work for me. It's because of so many different things. So they're all listed in the book, what not to do and what to do. Well, and I love that I don't have to read through a whole book to get what I need, you know, to, to get, to get, um, you know, to get fired up with this and, and to make 
So as always, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to have you come back on the show and we're going to talk about what worked. Oh, I love it. Um, How can people find out more about you other than buying your How to Fight Flatformation book on Amazon and your Kindle book? Yes. Right. So I've got Fire Up Your Fat Burn, How to Fight Fat Flammation, and The Beginner's Guide to Intermittent Fasting on Amazon or anywhere books are sold with How to Fight Fat Flammation. Um, You can find me on my website, Dr. Lori Shemek, and there's a lot of healthy information on there. Uh, My blog is there. And I'm on uh, social media, Facebook, Dr. Lori Shemek, Twitter, Lori Shemek, and Instagram, Dr. Lori Shemek, and all lots, all healthy tips to implement each day to create better health and weight. I love this. I just went and looked at your cover. It's super pretty. You can see some oh, thank you. And an apple and some weights on there. Really cute. Um, go ahead and get this book. It's only 37 pages. And um, boy, I look at your list here, weight loss, abundant energy, optimum health, increased, oh, you could go on forever. Uh, Dr. Lori, <laughs> thank you for being my guest today. Uh, we'll be back well, again. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra. Take care, everyone. Thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation with you on Military Mom Talk Radio.